0: What's up everyone, this is Jake's your showrunner, and as usual, I'm here with your DM Elijah. And y'all know what time it is, it's episode 6 of Next on the Initiative for everyone.
1: Things going down in the episode! So, before we begin today's session, a small heads up uh, that we repeat from time to time. Occasionally, we forget to announce our dice rolls. We use roll 20 to play D&D, so sometimes we talk about map, tokens, and character placement on our computer screens. It also just again means we forget to mention the numbers from time to time and just use sound effects to express our results.
0: You know, I think in this episode, we're, we're actually we're pretty good about announcing our uh, dice rolls in our movements. Uh, if I remember right, listening to this in editing, we actually did a pretty good job of being like, oh, so 20 feet this way. I'm going to attack this one. You're going to use my bonus action to do this. Uh, good for us go past versions of ourselves
1: i i also think that uh this is one of the first moments where the entire group gets involved with combat which was a good experience for me to learn how you guys handle fighting
0: mm-hmm, for sure uh it's kind of hard to like manage a lot of people in or uh, like combat but good job thank you thank you yeah well eli at this point i know that old man that is usually the guy who does our intros for the episode is probably still in the plane of fire doing his own thing or adventuring. Not really sure what he gets up to, but uh, did he send you a new letter containing this episode's intro?
1: So he didn't show up again. I think he's still doing his soul searching or whatever you would call it, uh, call his thing. Uh, but he did bring a letter. It's on. It's not paper. It's just, it, it looks like skin. and i am also unable to read the letter it is it seems to be written in some kind of cryptic language or code and i'm just struggling to figure out what it is what it's written in inferno you fool elijah was that the parrot what the parrot can read
0: inferno i guess that makes sense the magical bird familiar of an old wizard band so uh... i can see that reading inferno uh, cinnamon? Uh, I can't believe I'm asking. Would you... I, I Let me... You want me to translate? Would you... Yes, please. Yeah. Allow me to translate. Caution <laughs> my podcast allies. <laughs> I wrote this There's using... Some ...parchment
2: written. craft from imp leather, as paper is incredibly difficult to maintain in these hot, arid lands. But I'll have you... Our new episode intro for you all. <laughs> the prisoners are attempting to forge their own adventure with this escape. Demons are causing chaos in the prison. Our adventurers are rushing to handle the plan. Come against several drow. Things are running amok in this episode as there's a panic at Valkenvale.
3: hey hi
0: hey arun just in time it's going down
2: yeah
0: what did i just walk into (laughs) elijah if you want go ahead and repeat what you just said for arun so he can feel immersed and jump in
1: You hear this loud screech and cry go through the entire prison as the a number of demons fly into the area. Two of them begin attacking one of the guards up at the tower and others start attacking various posts nearby. Uh, from Enoki's viewpoint he sees two large demons beneath, uh, two large ringing creatures next to them. Start screeching and just loudly screeching.
2: And you are in the, you're still in the, uh, the cage with a bunch of other people who got in trouble yesterday, because we're not allowed to do chores.
0: And I just told Elijah that me, Stuhl, and Bupita, who were together, are going to head back towards the barracks where, and the cell where everyone is, and it seems like our plan has changed. As I suggest, we shouldn't use this chaos to escape together.
1: Right, okay. And so it begins, you all are just rushing towards the ends now, as you see there is Roush taking shots at the uh, creatures overhead. You see some of them look at you all and start screeching flying in your direction or get shot down by various uh, arrows and then we come back up to try to make another attack. Um, We're going to cut back to the main group in the pen. What do you all want to do? Elder immediately starts trying to break out of her manacles. I'm going to do a check for her. Same for Darendil.
0: I'm going to try and help Darendil.
2: So...
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, are too polite.
2: <laughs> do do, uh, do, do any, any of the NPCs or does Krav have a tool that it can borrow?
1: You remember uh, Subar had kind of like a rusted... Took one of the rusted bars and... That you gave him and started using that to break uh, Krav out. If you're helping Darin Jack, he now has advantage because he just rolled a one okay oh with your assistance you and the crag stare at each other pulling the bars apart and you hear this creak and snap as they're in their war and sees his hands free and starts rushing towards the others he he he, he rushes over the elder and starts pulling at advantage the natural 20 the dwarf push the dwarven wood woman just chuckles and pushes him away and with the mighty force
3: snaps it
1: into what just try uh Triumphant pose as the bracelets are just on her arm.
3: It
2: kind of looks at all of this and like holds out its arms, like help, help me, to <laughs> <laughs> me, do me. So
1: they, at the way both turned uh, to try to help you, and then look at Suvar and try to and point. You can probably break it better. Use your tools, and then they rush towards uh, Sushar. Okay. Uh, you can try to use it on yourself at disadvantage, or you can have uh, Arun assist you and do it.
3: Arun, you want to help? Yeah, I can do that. But last I remember, I tried this once and it didn't quite go well, right? Yeah. You tried it without tools and failed. Then the second
1: attempt, uh, it last time gave you a piece of an iron uh, bar and you was able to break uh, Jack's mechanism.
2: It's going to be harder to break me out.
1: Right, because you're double medical.
2: But we're going to work together.
1: Yeah, the DC was high and last time, uh, you remember that it was a sensitive lock okay yeah yes and if you want to help out i will give a rune advantage on this check
3: okay i'm helping out
1: all right so with your makeshift thieves tools at the moment go ahead and give me a roll it's a
3: 19 plus six
1: plus six yes that's
3: 25.
1: just barely you feel as the lock kind of lock closes up and almost breaks. you feel it just all disconnect and it just drops off of uh, it Little Grunge, you feel a lot lighter and you are no longer at this event.
3: It says, thank, thank you. you. Uh, you're welcome. Can we call this even? What in above you here? What are you doing? Backing
1: in! it.
2: As
1: ah! one of the chat casts, some demons just grabs the drow by the neck, snaps it, and tosses him down into the pit next to you all. And from it, you see several of the uh, vials that on his waistband break, but there's a crossbow
3: and the dagger on The
2: rune! Do you still have your manacles?
3: Oh, that's a good question. I probably would have freed out of my manacles before.
1: Give me a check for yourself. Um, You can get advantage if someone wants to help.
3: It is gonna help.
1: Okay, I guess I'll take the help. That's a 19. 19. Click. You are now familiar with the mechanism of this lock and it's just able to, with a little bit of uh, assistance from lifting it, break it open.
3: Oh, I go for the crossbow. They have a
1: crossbow with 16 bolts. Nice. That is everyone free in the pin. Hey.
2: We could reach the guy who just died?
1: Yes, he is inside.
2: It is going to grab the dagger from him. If he, if ruin you're taking the uh, crossbow.
1: I'm going to run over and kick his body.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. You get a good little kick into the gut, and you kind of see him turn, and you just see his head like all the way uh, dislodged, just hanging loose.
2: Ew. It is gonna start trying to pick the lock of the gate if it's not already unlocked.
1: You merely put your hands towards the lock and you feel it open.
2: Okay, cool. So that guy followed up.
1: And at that moment, they this you just see Topsy and Tuffy rush out and start running. And then several of the others start moving as well. Elder and Shoesar looks at the back, uh, two of he says,
3: "Let's go, let's go, come on." I I immediately searched the body for any maps I could find just in case, like. A very hasty search before running out. Under pressure, give me investigation. Okay. Would that be a disadvantage? No. Uh, that's a thirteen.
1: Ten. You see that you can find uh like hidden on him is another dagger that you can pick up. Okay. Other than that, it doesn't seem like he has any kind of maps or tools for direction. Okay. You open the door and you all are here as you uh. Start to move out, you see two of the crack crag- crag- off over at the pen, look at you all, see the situation, and try to start moving your way to try to stop.
2: Them. Okay, so they're gonna try and engage us,
1: mm hmm. And as you are beginning the engagement, you just hear a loud, Urgh! Urgh! then they'll charge us fun trying to take the first hit. In the meantime, I need everyone over there to roll a mission. Yeah, okay, so Jack, total what'd you get? 12, a room? four. Maya? Uh, I got a uh,
2: 15.
1: Okay. Okay. Let me go ahead and roll some for some other people. You guys have NPCs on your side.
3: First battle.
1: Oh, good job, Deal. Okay, okay, okay. One second.
3: I have a lot of
2: people demanding it. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Thank you, DM. We love you,
3: DM. <laughs>
1: Arun, what's your dexterity? 14. You'll be moving before Sushar. Okay. But Darendell with the charge, just roars and goes into this, like, loud rage as he takes two swings at the crag-off in front of him. Has that Had his blocks pulled up and now he it again. Wow, he two non-natural 19s on those. So you just see him kind of take two big wallops on the crag-off in front of him. 14 points of damage on the first one. large gashes on the side of his face and he's starting to bleed from it next is uh Eldiff who is just looking around at the situation she rushes in to assist darrendale and begins to try to grapple with the crack off i'm gonna make a strength check for her and as she's doing it you just hear her yell like come on you furry beast i got you and she does she grapples him and using the rest of her movement she will slam him down and stand on top of him like ha ha now you're in my terrain. So he is currently prone. Followed up is Jim Jaw who kind of leans in the backboard ground and kind of just looks at you all and says, I think I will assist with a bit more equipment. But hey, you guys got this. And it, it is now your turn.
2: So we are out in this little hallway, right?
1: Yes, and a few of y'all are still in the pen as y'all just kind of like flood out.
2: Okay, yeah, and so like right here, this is, there's no wall, right? This is like just directly above the water
1: yes but from that angle you can see that the water in that section is a little shallow
2: all right that's good to know <laughs> <laughs> its first instinct is always going to be to flee so it needs to consider its escape route so it decides not to flee and the only way out is forward is there two guards or one guard
1: uh two guards the offs here and here
2: so there's how many feet uh 30 feet between us. So all I have is a dagger. So it is going to, it doesn't want to drop the dagger. Um...
1: You are at level two, you can use your bonus action for cutting action to give you a little dash.
2: That's true. My main action would still be the rest of my movement, right?
1: But you have your movement, your action, your bonus action.
2: It wants to like, it has this ability where it can apply its natural poison to any piercing weapon as part of an attack with that weapon. Mm-hmm. Which means that if any target is hit by that weapon, they have to take a DC 12 constitution saving throw.
1: I would say if you want to try to put some of your poison on the bolts, that's an action.
2: Okay, that's what it's gonna do. It's gonna do that. Um, so, Arun, now all of those 12 bolts
1: mm-hmm. uh, 16,
2: are poisoned. Yeah, so whenever you hit someone with it, if you successfully hit them, they have to do a constitution saving throw. Nice, plus my sneak attack damage. This is going to be great. <laughs> and then it is going to hide.
1: Roll for hide.
2: Okay, what skill is hiding
3: again? Stealth? Stealth. And she still has cunning action, though.
1: Yeah, she's, yeah she can use her bonus action hide.
3: Right, yeah, she doesn't have to roll. Oh, okay, cool.
1: Is that idle? I don't think so. I think she still has to roll for that.
3: Oh, you're, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, I
2: still need to roll.
1: You got this.
2: It's plus six, so yeah, 25. Woo.
1: <laughs> so you go over there and awkwardly, like, slide, like, just kind of press your arm onto your other arm and just scrape this sludge off of it, like this little liquid, and drip it into the quiver itself and just look up at us far and then rush behind Shushar and kind of disappear.
2: Cool, all right.
1: Next is the Kragoff's turn, who is currently thrown on the ground with the Elder, just getting ready to pound into him. He is going to try to just make two multi-attacks on her while she's on top of him, both at disadvantage. Ooh, that would have been a natural 20, but it's a five and a no- oh my goodness. Two natural 20s wasted as she just kind of like leans away from each Pipe and leans forward next to him, smiling. And says, This is what I live for, furry man. I'm taking you out. God, why'd she hate furries? <laughs> she's not, I, I don't think she meant it. She. She's not being it like that. It's just frag off some like hairy
0: beast. Oh, so she hates no, hairy beasts? Like huh? Yeah, kink shamer.
2: <laughs> what? She doesn't like bears?
0: Hey, we don't kink shame here in this part. We are all-inclusive in this cell.
1: <laughs> uh, next is Shushar, who kind of sees the situation and sees it and just says, All I can do is keep you safe, little one. And he just kind of like makes himself look wider as a target, but doesn't try to get into the fray. Oh, Shushar. is your go. So, all right, what, what, what's the, oh, uh, these are the quag Yes. One of them is currently prone with a dwarf on top of him. The other one is just in the background, getting ready like to make its decision.
0: So, Eli, would you say me and Bupido are even closer now? We will get to you momentarily.
2: <laughs> Be patient.
1: Yeah, technically six seconds haven't even passed yet. I'm gonna use Zephyr Strike. You're gonna, oh, okay. So you moving out of the pin? Yeah. It is Zephyr Strike. One. I'm going to hit the one that's prone. Yes. Are you using a range attack or a melee attack? I'm using a melee attack, so. At advantage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah boy. Get no, that's, a, that's, that's a 21. It's a 21 to hit. It hits. That's um, two points of bludgeoning, six points of force. So, eight total? Yeah. Okay. Next is the Krag-Off, who uh, the Kragoth 2, who's in the background kind of seeing all this happen. He just looks at the situation and decides he's going to grab a... He's going to try to make a grapple check against Darendil. He fails, Darendil kind of pushes him off. And with the last of his attacks as he falls back, he's going to try to take a swing at Darendil. That hits. Eight points of damage to him. And that's his turn. Next is... Alright. Next is Arun.
3: Just going to...
1: Just... Quickly look over my shoulder to see what the guards are doing. One is still kinda of like just taking
3: shots at the flying character Okay. So I'm gonna take my crossbow and take a shot at uh, the first uh off that's closest to me. Uh,
1: that is him here on the as the one on the ground, currently fighting Elder, but he's on since he's prone, it will be disadvantaged if you try to shoot him with your ranged weapon.
3: Okay, so so I'll go for the one that's behind them, the the one that's watching. Okay. If that's more of a direct shot.
1: Yes, he's engaged with uh, Darindu now, if you want to try to take that shot.
3: Okay, so that's d20, 15, plus 4 to hit.
1: That hits, give me damage as well as sneak attack, and I need to roll a d20 real quick. Uh, He passes the con save for the poison.
3: Okay. Okay, yeah, so that's total of 8 damage. Alright. And I will use my bonus action to hide again.
1: Okay. Give me self roll.
3: That's a 15 plus 4. 19.
1: The dry above is still, like, still shooting at the uh, chase castmates. And then he sees you down below. It's like, no, damn it, no. Back in the pen. And he will take a shot at you all from above. He is going to aim at John. Yeah. Does a 25 hit. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and give me a, a Constitution saving throw. I failed it with a four. Okay. So you take three points of damage, and you are currently poisoned. And at that moment, you feel that first—you feel the insides of your like gears just stop, and you black out. You fall unconscious to the poison.
0: I'm conscious.
1: By poison? From the poison. Bye.
3: <laughs>
0: Warforges can be poisoned?
1: War a Warforge just fell unconscious to a poison. I'm bye. <laughs> okay. Are you immune to or resistant to poison, Jack? I'm resistant to it. Okay. I gained advantage towards it, and I still passed out, so. Yeah. What? You all noticed that the drow above shot it through his cross. So, um, without revealing too much on that, but you all would know that it could be drow poison that he put in there. We're going to go top of the initiative, six seconds have passed. And it's now uh, Darindale's turn, who is going to take two swipes at the off he's engaged with. He misses the first one, but gets him on a backswing. Another eight points of damage. Next is Eldip, who is just going to take uh, uh, one good swing at the to- uh, top of the Krakow's head. Hits as well, just she is pounding into him. Jim Jar just kinda <laughs> sees her uh draw above, take a first shot, it hides himself on the wall of the pin. We're looking at you all. Maya, it is your go.
2: Okay. So it is currently hiding. I guess what it's gonna do is so there's still the, the one guy the the two guys in front of us, and one of them is prone under Eldith and the other one is still up, is that right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes.
2: And then there's some guy far away above us who's shooting at us.
1: Uh, directly above you.
2: How high up is he?
1: About 30 to 40 feet up on the, uh, tower.
2: Okay. I'm going to run up to attack, uh, the guy who's not being held up, held down by Eldith, the other guy. So, let me move 25 feet.
1: And you're still doing this, like, stealthily, you're just creeping over there, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm sneaking. And then I'm gonna attack him with my dagger. Oh, and of course, um, if a dagger is piercing, then I'm gonna also you know, do the poison thing. Okay. All right, and I'm just going to go ahead and stab him.
1: At advantage.
2: Awesome. So I got a 14. Does that hit?
1: Oh, a 14 total. Yes, it does hit.
2: Okay, so I'm going to do my normal piercing damage.
1: He succeeds on the poison con save.
2: Okay, yeah, so you just get six piercing damage. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to hide again.
1: Careful not to trip over the warforge that suddenly passed out from poison.
2: Yeah, I don't know how to
1: help you. Are you staying where you are on this, or...?
2: I kinda wanna stay where I am. Is it possible for me to, like, just kinda pretend I jumped over the edge, but I'm actually just, like, holding on to the edge or something?
1: How much movement do you have left?
2: That was all my movement.
1: Oh. Uh, you're, you're stuck where you are unless you use your bonus action to get a few inch- uh, a few more feet.
2: Yeah, I can't use my bonus action to both move and hide, though, can I?
1: Uh, no, you cannot.
2: Uh, can I just hide under the Warforge? <laughs>
1: So you go prone and try to like just shimmy yourself underneath him and start uh as you do you begin to make contact next to him. Jack I need you to make a con save and Maya give me a stuff roll.
2: <laughs> sorry Jack. 16. By the way it's true that uh people who are prone are harder to hit with ranged weapons right?
1: Yes it's at disadvantage. Roll the 16.
2: Nice. Okay I think you pass.
1: 16 you pass.
2: Alright still, still, still. Ugh, not
1: great. Eleven? Yeah. You kind of, you feel like you've got yourself low to the ground, but in the chaos, you're kind of panicking. kind of make the small little involuntary ribbit sound.
2: Oh Aw. Oh. I'm just like, frit. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's my turn.
1: Yeah. The Krag, is now the Kragoff's turn, and he is taking a beating from Eldiv. If you guys kind of see, like, Part of his face has caving in from her punching him, and she's just <laughs> continuously doing that as he's blocking. He is going to try, he looks to the side and sees the situation, and is going to attempt to grab Eldif and see if he can roll with her off.
2: Off the edge?
1: Off the edge. To which he fails, and as he twists, Eldeth kind of like just puts his arm above his and just stares at him like, where are you going? And he just cries out and swings feebly at her. <laughs> at this disadvantage, it misses. 5, you are currently unconscious and uh, we're gonna move to the next person Shushar, who is going to from brush all the way out from the up end and just stop, grab Jack and start pulling him back he's going to use his actions come on just shake you like come on come on do not you can't be down like this and he is going to wake you up using his action
2: yeah NPCs
1: now it's off 2 who sees uh, his buddy getting beaten and bruised, but sees the two behind her. He is going to try to stay focused on there and they'll then take two more swings at him. <laughs> he misses those two attacks. <laughs> so, Sir, uh, at this point, now charges forward, and he's going to attempt to grab the dagger out of its hand. Do you, to, do, do you allow him?
2: Um, No, I'm going to contest it.
1: Okay, give me comp- contesting strength checks. Oh, jeez. Oh he has zero to strength. Me.
2: Wow. Nineteen.
1: Yeah, it is a weird image for a moment where he just kinda yanks and it is pulled down to you a little as you just kinda like reject him taking the knife and he kinda, you kinda know, eyes widen from this, pulls away and curses and just uh steps
3: back from the fray. Uh Arun is now you go. Good job. <laughs> nice. Um uh, just gonna come back. Out again. Uh, my hand crossbow, it's a one-handed weapon, right? Yes. Okay, I'll take the dagger out in the other hand and what I'm planning to do is shoot the uh, crag off that's standing behind and then move up and then use my dagger to uh, stab the one that's prone. Uh, so... It's cool that you want to do that, but I actually have to do a wielding Uh. Good question. I don't- oh wait, I don't think do. Never mind.
1: Um, let me double check real quick because I don't want to say you can't do that.
3: I think I have that ability, so you should have that
2: ability. Dual weapon. It's a bonus action, yeah.
3: You know what? Screw it. Go ahead. Uh, who are you attacking with the first attack? The second paragraph that's standing in the far back. Okay. That would be a seven to hit, which I assume
1: misses. And no, it just kind of ricochets off the side of the cave and falls into the water.
3: So I curse to myself. I walk forward to the one that is prone,
1: stepping over Krav and it.
3: Yeah, stepping over Krav and it, and trying to stab the one that's down
1: with the vanish.
3: Oh, with the vanish, nice.
1: He is currently prone still.
3: There we go. Fifteen plus four, nineteen to hit. I'm not going to tell you to roll damage. Tell me how you kill him. Yeah. Oh, I just uh, stab it, uh, stick it down his throat. You see
1: Elder just like punching him in the face with the nice grin like yes finally some justice sees the dagger and like rolls off and you just plunge it straight into his chest as you watch the light fade from this crack off. She kind of looks at you, smiles, pats you on the back and says one down, one to go. Round 3. Jakes, it is at this point you, the Baputa, and Stool are running past some of the crazy behind you you saw some of the demons fly up and the off who was operating the lift was just mauled by two of them
0: quick thing as this commotion is going on do i see the room they are holding our weapons
1: you ran past the shrine area, and you know from what uh Suvar told you last time that if you go into the shrine and look around you can find the ladder that leads to the other quarters your personal belongings are in Yvonne's corner mm. <laughs>
0: We have to pass that on our way back to the lift, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I make a mental note of that. I tell Bupido that I'm like, once we grab the others, we'll head towards the lift. One of one of us can grab the items, and then we we can make our way up. It might need, and we might need to do two two rounds as the elevator or the lift can't hold that many. So while some of us have our weapons, we can hold off and let others ascend.
1: As Bupito nods and agrees with you, you see a crossbow pierced into the side of his arm, and you see a drow coming out of the tower uh, here.
0: I'm like, I'm like Bupito.
1: He takes eight points of damage off that, and you kind of see him like (coughs) stumble. And then the poison, he just kind of, and spits out a very black mix of blood and poison.
2: Ew. Ah. Oh, 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 oh.
1: And you see the drought poaching you, you two. Is he like in, how far is he? Like, is he above us or directly in front of us? He is, uh, I would say about 15 feet away on the side of the bridge now. Poaching, crossbow, in hand. Uh, from you, I would say 15 feet. He's currently on the bridge will just starts trembling
0: and you hear in your hand like Is he going to take us? I say no, don't don't worry Stu. We, we can take care of this And I say to Bupito, can you move? We can take him together I still have life in me, my god will not let me die here yeah. Then let's rush to take him out I'll take the left side, you take the right it Is you two rushing, go ahead and roll initiative, I'm going bring
1: Bupito roll Okay uh 16 16 okay oh yeah put yourself right above maya but below Jar on the initiative and still i mean We be after check okay we we'll are going ahead and go ahead and uh give you your first attack and then we're going to go back to the initiative on the other side
0: okay i grab a vial as i'm rushing towards him and attempt to smash it into his face Oh, give me an unarmed strike. Okay.
1: 18. Give me 1d, what's the unarmed strike, is it 1d4 or 1d6? It's 1d4. Okay, give me 1d4 plus your strength modifier. Okay. And go ahead and add uh, another d4 because you just smashed glass. I'm going to roll his con save because that's at the- Oh! Okay, go ahead and give me damage.
0: So you said 2d4,
1: right? 1d4 uh, for the uh, regular attack and then another d4 for the uh, glass.
0: So 3 for the attack and then 3 for the glass.
1: You see it smash on him and just like cuts and peel all over his face. He blindly swings at you and then starts to slow, wobble, and falls unconscious into the, flo- uh, into the uh, webbing and just is
0: hanging there. I look over, and I see Bupito. I see I'm like, are you okay? Do you need help? I I, 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 I... I can use some
1: help and give... He looks pretty hurt from that attack.
0: Yeah. Alright, do um, I do a quick look around the tower to see if I find anything that could help him, or anything useful. I will allow one quick investigation check, and that will be your turn. Okay. Ooh, nice. Man d d Beyond is rolling really well. Um, 15... Oh, sorry, 18 plus 3. So, 18. You don't
1: seem to find anything of, like, medical use here. Doesn't seem like they have any potions or, uh, to heal. Do you see two short swords and a set of leather armor in the desk, uh, designed in a Drow fashion?
0: Uh, alright. I look over and I'm like, I don't... I don't know, do you, can you use any of this? Do you want a sword? Maybe go out swinging
1: if you need to? Peter just picks up the sword and like, hangs it and holds it in his good arm, and then picks up the dagger in his second arm. Like, I, I will,
0: I could manage. Oh, good, okay, um, from, I say, let's, let's keep moving. I think from here, we can make it to the others even quicker.
1: You both start running, you make your way over there. Back on the initiative, uh, it's Darendil and just one off left. Derendale is going to take two swings on the cra- uh, off in front of him and just misses the first one but once again gets him unexpected on the uh, second swing. Oh, max damage. He begin- The other uh, off begins wobbling and looking fearful of the situation. Next up is Eldeth. She's going to just charge in and take a swing. And then she's going to try to do a combo on the Quaggar. And misses both attacks. She just curses and steps back from the situation. Jim Jaws once again, is looking at both, all of you and just watching. Maya, it is your go.
2: Okay, cool. So I'm gonna search the the dead um, Quaggar, the one that was just killed. I'm gonna try and see if I could find that spider whistle that I saw them use. The other day.
1: Okay, give me an investigation check.
2: Investigation. Investigation.
0: Investigation.
2: Investigation. It's being slow. I'm very sorry.
1: It's taking you time to search.
2: That was a. Oh, I thought that was a crit fail. It was a 7. 10.
1: Um, you do a quick pat down. Um, it's not hard to investigate what he has on him. He doesn't have a lot of clothing options, but you don't seem to find anything on him. You do pick up like a bug through to fur. A bug? A, a small bug. I eat it. A little juicy, but still flavorful.
2: <laughs> Slimy yet flavorful. <laughs> okay, so I guess that was my bonus action, so I'll go ahead and for my actual action, um... Did he, like, drop a crossbow or any kind of weapon?
1: It did not. They Both Off seem to just be using their brute strength uh, to try to take you down.
2: I want to run past the one being engaged.
1: Uh, if you do not do it via, like, you can run past him and disengage to avoid attack of opportunity otherwise he will take a swing at you.
2: I'm gonna try and disengage if, you want, if that's legal. You
1: go, you get through, uh, as you're getting ready to run past him, you see him notice and take, get ready to take a swing, and you just kind of leap between him and there, and land the next room.
2: So that was uh, 10 feet. Remind me again what this room right here is?
1: It's one of the guard towers, but mainly for the boot. Uh, for the dry warriors to try to chill and hang out and just relax.
2: Okay, do I see any Kragoss in there as I run past these two?
1: No, it seems like everything, everyone is out and about doing something.
2: Are there any like obvious weapons sitting out?
1: You can see if you want to try to use them, some fragile bones left here and there.
2: Uh, no, I don't want a bone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: But when you do go, when you do look inside the uh, area 10 here you do see a large mic net just brushing through materials. I gotta run it. In. Inoki, you hear from behind you the side like one of the doors open you turn think it might be one of the guards and it's just a like run, breathing heavily.
0: Um, I turn around nice smile. Well, hope everyone really liked that very combat heavy episode because there's definitely more in store now that we finally get to regroup with the party.
1: Oh man, so many drow characters, so many NPC characters. Things are finally underway with the escape arc. That's what we're calling that part.
0: We're calling it the escape arc. (laughs) I was going to say more like the end of the escape arc. End of the escape arc. That's what we can call (laughs) the first part. We'll call this first part the
1: escape arc. Getting into the escape arc. Mm-hmm. Sure would be unfortunate to be a particular guard that walks into this group of driven
0: prisoners. Some of the NPCs are pretty eager to kill and repay the guards for their horrible treatment. So, Yeah, true, true. That doesn't even include, like, if our players get back their items, you know?
1: Uh, well, they're going to get their stuff back and be taken care of. You can have our bags by supporting us directly on Patreon at nextontheinitiative.com. Any additional content we make. Oh, you know what? I should also point this out just in case you guys do put the dot com in. You will not find it with the dot com. <laughs> that is part of the bit. It is it, me being an old man who will not give up the ways of the internet or the webs
0: yeah you can find our patreon using the link in the description it's the really the easiest way to find our patreon it will be
1: no.com there
0: yeah no it's just use the use the link in the description best way to find our uh, official accounts actually
1: so jakes um whose turn is it to name a three dollar item
0: well actually we've it's comes back to us now so uh elijah it's actually your turn if you want to name something that's three dollars you know it's just something that like
1: I'm going to call up a future Eli and we'll get back to you on that.
0: Oh, yeah. Let me go ahead and call Eli in the future. One second. <coughs> is Elijah there? Um, Hello? Hello, Elijah. Are you there? Huh?
1: Hello? Yes, yes. This is Elijah speaking.
0: Hi, elijah it's your co-host from this podcast you know that we're recording
1: oh my god is it really Shawana jakes for my favorite podcast next on the initiative long time listening to the podcast here yeah
0: is this your first time calling
2: oh my god
0: <laughs> well you know your support means a lot to me man i really appreciate you being my co-host for this podcast but we know how this part of the bit goes so can you name something that's like three dollars
1: Yes. Um. So for this week's item, I'll be going with this chrome and gold die set that I bought the other day. It was just over three dollars, but that's if you include shipping and handling. So I think it'll count. Sounds
0: like someone decided to treat themselves to something nice. You know, just a reminder of
1: the good old days when you got to use real life clickety clack dice.
0: Yeah. One day we'll be able to like D and D in person after not being able to do that for a while because of the pandemic. True. True. But you know. I'm glad you got yourself a nice pair of dice. I myself have, like, a similar set, but mine are gold and white. Oh. Yeah, I call those my paladin dice.
1: So, for the pri- for the low price of a chrome and gold dice set, you can support our pa- uh, podcast on Patreon.
0: Yeah, give us a, a look and, you know, consider supporting us on Patreon.
1: Follow us on social media. You can use the links in the description to find our official accounts. And as always, consider giving us a good rating on the platform that you use to listen to this podcast. We do appreciate it.
0: Yeah, we really do. Every, every little bit counts, you know? Every little bit. Some of the sound effects used in this episode are made by myself and the sources for the music and additional sound effects can be found in the description below and were used under Creative Commons licensing. The podcast is an unofficial fan content of the D&D 5e module out of the abyss we are not sponsored by or endorsed by witches of the coast any role playing we do as characters depictions of locations or other content in the module is fan content of the podcast and of, of the source material so please support the official release and support the official content special thanks to maya ross
1: playing as it the grunge special thanks to jack phillips playing as crowd the warforge special thanks to arun barraj for playing zavar the half-elf Special thanks to Jakes Hernandez for playing Inoki the Micanet. Special thanks to David George is playing uh, Ugesh the Fighter. And special thanks to me, the DM.
0: Yay, me. <laughs> I was waiting to see why you were doing the special thanks that way. And-
1: Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, Jakes. Do you have an outgoing message for today's episode?
0: Yeah, I do. Before I give an outgoing message, though, I wanted to tell everyone listening that um, the next episode in the podcast update is going to be the end of part one as the D&D party tries to break out of Valkenvale. But stay tuned. We are still going to upload more episodes. We just need a little bit of a break, you know? Get some time to avoid uh, creator burnout. Creator burnout. Yeah. It's already happening, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I just i just man i just can't keep editing the audio it's just it's just getting to me man you know Work. no I, I can't make those deadlines i i haven't seen my family in years <laughs> and i need you to put a whip sound in this bit <laughs> <laughs> but like um recently i went to my local library and like i was able to check out an audiobook from them and it was kind of a nice reminder that like The library is a pretty awesome place and has a lot of cool stuff if you haven't been to your library in who knows how long i don't know go get your library card renewed i love reading books and uh, listening to audiobooks and well you can get them free if you just you know go to your library it's a good message right there and i support all
1: of that please check out your local library and give them some uh love and support i still know my library card and We'll always remember that.
0: Well, that's that's all I have for this episode. Y'all, be safe out there.
1: Be safe out there. Take care. Peace, love, and happiness.
0: Yeah, be be good, y'all.